0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. You could stand with me. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord in here. feel like He's going to do something. I've, I've got a cold and I've been coughing, but tonight we're just going to pray God just suppresses it and it don't even happen. And I believe He will. He has always been good to me, amen, in doing that. Tonight I'm going to read more verses of Scripture than Bishop normally reads. Amen. I'm going to start at verse 9 of chapter 8 of Acts. But everybody say amen if you're there and you that aren't you should be there because it's on the board but there was a certain man called Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man glory is the great power of God and to him they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ they were baptized both men and women then Simon himself believed also And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them, they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said to him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word. I'm standing here knowing tonight God that the word is forever settled in heaven and I'm claiming victory over every power of hell every spirit that's unlike thee God I'm praying that it would be broken tonight and the Holy Ghost and the anointing and the power of God would flow through this sanctuary tonight speak through these lips of clay and my nothingness in my dust state God I pray you would move and use me for your glory as you have done many times before I'm claiming that victory tonight minds and hearts will be touched not by me but by the word in the name of Jesus amen everybody said amen hallelujah I want you to look at your neighbor before you're seated and say don't settle for the counterfeit when you can have the genuine Don't settle for the counterfeit when you can have the genuine wine and you can be seated. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody say it's time. man. Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The Holy Ghost is where the power is. Somebody say, I've got it. Glory, we need to let Satan know that. I've got it. Come on, we used to sing a song, I've got it something about the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hallelujah. I've got it, church. I want you to notice in the first part of this chapter that there was a great persecution against the church. Yeah, against the church. There was a great onslaught against the church in that day. And believe me, there is an onslaught against First Apostolic Church right now. I believe the Lord is calling us to a new strategy in this war. Because we are in a war. Nothing can take the place of the genuine wine. In fact, for us to have victory, it's going to have to be genuine. We cannot settle for the counterfeit. The counterfeit will not do it. If you want Coca Cola, honey, you're going to get the Coke that says the real thing on it. You're not going to go get Sam's Cola. Come on. There's all kinds of colas, but there's only one real cola called Coca Cola. I don't know about you, but there is all kinds of religions. And if I could say it, there is even types of Holy Ghost. But there is only one real thing tonight, and that's what I want. I don't want the counterfeit because there's no power in it. But when you get a hold of the genuine I guarantee you that there is a power in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know there are some Simons, if you please, that want to counterfeit the Holy Ghost, want to counterfeit the move of God, want to counterfeit the worship and the praise. And they can go through the motion all they want to. And I've been in some of those places, Brother Terry, and I didn't feel one cotton picking thing. Oh, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, I have felt around here a move of God like last Sunday night that swept through this place. Honey, if you didn't think that was real, your wood's wet. You better go back and get another dip. I felt it move through here. I'm telling you, when Daniel DePriest gets off of those drums and runs around or two, I want you to know it's real. Glory. It makes you do the things that you wouldn't normally do. Believe me, in this counterfeit world today, there are people that want to buy it. But they want to buy it so they can look good. Yeah, come on. Let, let us put out a sign out here that says divine healer, so and so, divine healer. I'm sorry, but that's hogwash. That is a lie. That's false advertisement. Let me tell you, when you come through these doors and you are prayed for and receive healing, it wasn't Bishop McGee, it wasn't Pastor McGee, it wasn't Brother Mason, it wasn't anybody else that had their hands on him, but what it was was the Spirit of God, the power of the Holy Ghost that began to move on you and healed you. It was not us. All right. I don't want the counterfeit I could have brought you in a thousand dollars worth of play money tonight and there's not one of you that wanted maybe the kids but I'm telling you what if I would bring a thousand dollars worth of real cash and lay it here on the altar and say the first one here gets it you'd knock each other down getting it Come on, church. Hallelujah. Man, if we could just get this settled in the church that people would run to the altar for the genuine wine. Come on. Ha! I'm sorry. There's a lot of denominations out here that are calling people to the altar and they're saying a sinner's prayer and they go away just like they came. But I'm glad tonight that there is a spirit of God that got a hold of me when I was nine years old. But when I got a hold of it, Brother Terry, I knew that it was nothing like I'd ever felt before, that it wasn't counterfeit. But honey, it was genuine. And I'm gonna tell you, All of these 50 some odd years later, it's still real. In fact, it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and sweeter and sweeter every day. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yet there is no counterfeit that can take the place of what you and I have. Somebody say amen. I do believe that there are some in the apostolic movement that wishes to get it the easy way. But it's not going to happen. You ever seen anybody that to get it the easy way? I'm going to tell you. You're going to have to feel after him if happily you might find him. It's, it's going to take you doing something for it to be able to receive it. Let me tell you this. If we want the genuine wine, we're going to have to pray it down. Glory. We're going to have to praise it down. We're going to have to worship it down. It's going to come at a price. Come on. Oh, you know what our problem is? We're not willing to pay the price for the genuine wine. Okay. I, I can feel that. I'll just, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I can pick on me. Several years back, you know, I, I love guitars, y'all know that. That and Bibles I love. A few years back, my grandson and I took a trip to Evansville and I wasn't really, really looking for a guitar. But you know, if I see one, why? And I picked this thing up called the Hummingbird. It wasn't the genuine Gibson Hummingbird, it was an Epiphone Hummingbird. And probably y'all know why I didn't pick up the real Hummingbird, because it's $3,400 that's enough right there for me. So I thought if I could just get something that looked pretty and sound halfway decent, then maybe I could settle for it. So I picked it up, and it, it sounded pretty good, and it I left, and I, it, it it made enough impact on me that I come back, and I jewed him down a little bit. And I left again, and I hunted a better price, and I come back, and I made him price price match. And he, he looked at me and said, like, I don't know where I can do that or not. I said, well, your sign says you'll match it. Here's the paper right here. This is it. Call, check it out, but I can get it. And if you don't sell it to me, I'm going across town and I'll get it today. Needless to say, he, he sold me that hummingbird. So now I have got a copy But mind you, it is not the real hummingbird. It is only a counterfeit. It is something that is made like it, the color of it. It sounds good, but it don't sound as good as that $3,400 one. And I've still got it. And, and, And my grandson loves it. I'm glad he does, and I do too. I sit down and I play it about every night at home. But I'm going to tell you something. There is a lot of people that settle for the counterfeit because they can't afford, come on, the real thing. They do not want to pay the price for the real thing. Come on, church. We want revival, but we don't want real revival. Let somebody bring it to us. If you want it, you're going to have to pray it down. You're going to have to worship it down. There's going to have to be prayer meetings before it's going to come. Don't trade the counterfeit. Don't don't trade the genuine for the counterfeit. There's a difference. Don't settle for the counterfeit when you can have the genuine. Genuine. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. It's going to take some prayer meetings. What will revival cost us? I guarantee it's going to cost us more than what we're doing right now. It's going to cost you more than what you've been paying right now. I felt that sink in. Come on, I'm going to tell you, you're not a lone ranger. Everybody in this church has had their problems in the last two or three years. They've went through pure hell. Everybody in here has. But I'm going to tell you something. There is something about this church that we have stood the test in the midst of the turmoil. Come on. I, I, I don't really know anybody that's backslid because of it. In fact, what I've noticed, it makes you move closer to the altar and you pray more and you're seeking God more because there is something going on and you know you've got the real thing and you're not going to settle for a counterfeit. The only thing that's going to bring real healing and real deliverance is the genuine Hallelujah. It's going to take some prayer meetings my goodness men it may take some early morning prayer meetings before you go to work I remember we we started this back I remember a while we started this and men started meeting here before work and we started praying glory Hallelujah. Ladies has been coming and praying and interceding. Let me tell you, church, we don't need a men's gossip session or a ladies' gossip session. We need to get a hold of God until the power of God comes down. We need to pray until there's healing for Bishop McGee, until there's healing for Brother Josh. Come on. And for Sister Angie, and for Sister Brenda, and for Brother Dick, come on, and for all the rest of you in here that's got afflictions in your body, come on, fibromyalgia, come on, the lingering disorders, come on now. Oh, yeah, come on. The spirit of infirmity that's got a hold of this church, we as a genuine church have the power and the authority to come against that thing in the name of Jesus. We can bind it. We can loosen healing, and it has to go in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah going to take some prayer meetings more than a gossip session more than a time to sit down and talk we don't need to talk about it, we need to pray about it we need a real old fashioned prayer meeting to bring the power of God down in our midst we need to know that this thing is genuine, we need to feel it I would not give you a dime for a salvation that you could not feel nothing I would not go to a church that I went in and I walked out just like I went in and didn't feel one thing. Somebody get behind me? Come on. Come on. When you come searching this church out, you come because you had heard there was something going on there. You had heard of a move of God and you wanted to be a part of it. Let me tell you, there is a feeling that comes with the move of God. When God is moving in the church, there is a feeling and things begin to happen. Miracles and signs and wonders begin to happen. Well, why did it happen, Bishop? I'm telling you, we aren't having enough genuine Holy Ghost-filled prayer meetings. We're not rebuking the devil enough. We're not loosening the Holy Ghost near enough. Lord, there's not near enough folk woke up in the wee hours of the morning and feels like praying. I recognize something, Pastor. 1997, August the 1st, when I quit my job, walked off of my job making good money and began to full-time pastor I started seeing my mornings interrupted in the wee hours of the morning. It seemed like that's when God always would give me a message. It would be from 3 to 6, somewhere in between there, that I'd be up and I'd be praying. I'd be seeking God. God wouldn't let me sleep. He'd give me those thoughts. I'm going to tell you. You know what? God knows how to work on the church. I'm going to tell you. If you want real revival, let it be the greatest sacrifice. Feel like I'm gonna to have to work on that a little bit. Our pastor is one of those people that likes to put together 24 hour prayers. He's been good at that, he's done that, he's always done that, he's enjoyed doing that. And I have always been one of those that kind of kept my name off of there until after everybody else got through. You know why? Not because I'm somebody special, but I want the greatest blessing. I'm going to sacrifice. No matter when it is, God, whatever, I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray. Come on, church. Somebody get in this. Come on. The greatest revival will come from the greatest sacrifice that the church makes. Come on. And the greatest sacrifice tells me whether you're genuine or you're counterfeit. Bless God, I can't because, you know, I've got to go to work. Well, I've been in that place too. I've been there for seven years. I worked, I pastored, I know what it is, but I still got up in the wee hours of the morning. When we'd have a prayer meeting, I still got up and I prayed. Come on, when it was inconvenient. (laughs) Come on, when it was the greatest sacrifice, and that's when you receive your greatest blessing. You want healing? Make sure you're giving God the greatest sacrifice in your life. You want your family to come in, sacrifice to him. Uh, yeah. Not, oh, not only in prayer, but a sacrifice of worship and praise. Do something out of the ordinary. Go farther than you've ever went before. Do a new dance. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Do him a say like he's never seen before. Hallelujah. Don't settle for the counterfeit when you can have the genuine. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to, and it's not up there, but I'm giving it to you for a reference so you can go back. In Acts, the sixth chapter, we find that Stephen and Philip... I'm saying this because I've got a purpose in what I'm doing. But Stephen and Philip was one of, two of the six were assigned to serving tables so the apostles wouldn't have to, so they could do the work of the ministry. And we find in chapter 6 that Stephen is not waiting on tables very long. The first thing you know, he's received a promotion. And the next thing you know, Stephen is being stoned to death for the cause of Christ. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that the devil is trying to kill us. Somebody say amen. See, he See, really, he really wants to wipe you off the map. He wants to kill you He wants He don't want you in his way any longer Anybody feel that death spirit on you? Not real long ago I told Sister McGee That going through this Before this all got turned around And she, she looked at me one day And I said dear I feel like I'm dying daily I feel like my body's just kind of Giving up on the way And I'm dying daily But I'm going to tell you something God has got his hand on me. A man of God said to me that the latter part of your ministry is going to be greater than the former. I don't know when it's coming. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to say, God, I know what you promised, so I'm going to stand on your word because I know that I have the genuine and not the counterfeit. And if he said it, I'm going to believe it because it's so. He will not allow his word to return void to me. Hallelujah. Here we go. Hallelujah. He's trying to kill us, church. Everybody said, but he can't. Glory. The power is not in his hands. But we have the power. To send him down the road, scratching his head and wondering why he didn't make it. <laughs> Somebody say yes. The next thing we find is Philip has also, Stephen is dead. He's been stoned. So the Lord fills him in with a Philip. Now Philip has received a promotion. And he's coming to intercede for the church of the living God. Let me tell you something, church. God will never leave us without a voice. I said, he will never, ever leave the church without a voice. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why do you think the enemy is working so hard on our pastor? and family, they have been bombarded on every side. Every time they think that things is about to get caught up, here it comes. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Because he is a greater threat now since he has a following than he was when he was out on the road. He has now got a church and the devil knows if I can get the pastor, I've got the church. So he's throwing everything he can at the pastor. And when it don't work for the pastor, let me tell you, this thing rolls downhill. The anointing rolls downhill and so does the trial and the test. We're all going to face it. But I'm here to tell you that we've got the genuine wine and the counterfeit cannot hold up the Virginia come on revival will come in the midst of sickness in the midst of our trial and our test revival will come hallelujah glory glory what why settle for the counterfeit when you can have the real thing See, the truth is, is, I don't know where you've noticed it. I've sat back and I've heard others say it, so I know it's been noticed. And he gets uneasy when I start talking about this because it's my son. But I have noticed something. I don't know whether you've noticed this year, it seems like. Every time he stands up, there's a greater anointing. And God is using him in a great way in the anointing. And it's anointing that can be felt. It's something that people know is genuine because they feel it. We have had people that sat back in the audience and have felt it. Rex didn't believe it, but I'm going to tell you. Sitting back on the pew one night, he said, man, I feel that. Come on. You know why? It's not counterfeited. Nobody can counterfeit it. It's the genuine, holy ghost, anointing power of God. Glory. So we might as well buckle down and get with it. It's the anointing in this church that he don't like. I said it's the anointing in this church that he don't like. And we must not keep it. Come on, we must not keep this thing in the church. I said we must not keep this anointing in this church. Glory. We must send it outside these church doors. Let it be, Sister Rhonda, when we walk out these church doors, that that anointing goes with us. And whoever we speak to feels that same anointing. Just a story between me and Sister I, but I'm going to tell you one thing. And a few others that knew it, but I'm going to tell you, God works upstream. He takes care of things even before you get there. He, did, he just did that. Come on, I said he just did that for me. I was worried as she was. And I'd been praying, but God settled it before I ever got there. You know, yeah, you know why? Because, hey, come on. Because people come in contact with something that was genuine. Ah, Let me tell you, they can't put off the genuine. They can throw off the counterfeit, but they can't put off the genuine. Come on, church. We've got the real thing. We need not to be afraid of the enemy or those who we come up against. God will give us words to speak in those hours. Many times has he used some of you to speak to somebody when you had no idea what you was gonna say. Everybody say genuine. I'm not trading. I'm not trading, y'all. I'm not settling for the counterfeit when I can have the genuine. I've seen God turn things around when the doctor says no babies. And the next thing you know, here's comes two real quick. Two of the prettiest little boys you ever laid eyes on. Full of vinegar and energy and all that good stuff. Come on, church. Come on. I'm I'm, t- I'm talking about when the doctors say, oh, I don't Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're still not even sure. <laughs> Just almost immediately when they said that, God done something. Said, I'll show you. Come on, church. I'm talking about the genuine. Oh, You don't have to back away from the genuine. The counterfeit may leave you standing. Come on. And you'll be disappointed, but the genuine will never ever leave you Disappointed. the anointing in this church that the devil don't like I'm going to tell you something this is when we're going to see the greatest revival in this city this is when the revival's going to come like we have never saw before we need to give the devil a breakdown Has the devil almost give you a breakdown a few times yeah, come on I'm not looking come on you might as well be come on you might as well be honest come on I have bro, brother Mason I believe it was this morning said we've all failed come on we've all failed we've come short of the glory of God but I'm going to tell you one thing we got to do is brother Terry we got to make a, get a made up mind that I'm not going to stay down because I know what I've got's not counterfeit and I'm going to stand up in the name of Jesus and proclaim my victory Oh, hallelujah. Brother Rex, you and Sister Vicky can make it against all odds of the devil. There's not enough of him. Now you can. Come on, church. Did you hear? Yeah, hey, come on. This somebody that wasn't even sure there was a God. He had never really ever felt him until he'd come into church, but he felt him, and he realized that this was real, and it was genuine. Now he can make it. Come on. When you get older the genuine, honey, you will make it. All of hell, Brother Pat, can come against you, but you can make it in the name of Jesus The name of Jesus is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Oh, Jesus. Praise God. I'm trying to hurry. We need to give the devil a breakdown. Isaiah 54 and verse number 17. No weapon that is formed against thee. Everybody say, that's me. Shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. In other words, hell can turn loose all of his imps, But he cannot win. He does not have the power. He does not have the anointing. Sister Nancy, he can no way keep you from getting a job. I believe he's tried, really. But I'm telling you, there is victory in the house of God. Yeah, yeah, he wants to destroy my family. He wants to destroy my daughter. But he hasn't got the power to do it. Come on, church. Somebody better grab a hold of this. Come on. He wants to hurt your family. He wants to destroy this church. Come on. He wants to take your children right out of the midst of you. But I'm going to tell you, he can't. God's got the last call. so I can still stand on the word of God that his word will not return to me void hallelujah praise God hallelujah that's a heritage of the Lord's people the genuine is of him and it's not of me James 4 starting at verse number 7 Let me tell you, in in most scriptures, you'll find some place there is underlying conditions that you and I have to meet to have victory. James 4 and verse number 7 says, Submit. Everybody said, say, Submit. You're there yourselves, therefore, to God. Everybody said, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's a promise at the end of that. If you'll resist him, come on. If you'll submit, then the Bible said that he will flee from you. Come on. Verse number 8, draw nigh. That means to get near to God. Come on, that's where the prayer meetings come in. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh. Anybody want God draw nigh to you? I don't know, but I kind of like God just kind of be my friend. He was Abraham's He was Abraham's friend that any place you've seen God, any place you've seen Abraham, you've seen God because he was a friend. I don't know about you, but I want God close to me. In fact, I believe it this much that even when I haven't got my arm around God, that he's got his arm around me. Come on, if you've really got a connection, church, I don't care if you let loose of God. He's not going to let loose of you. Come on. Some of you need to grab a hold of this because you think, well, I've let loose. Well, good. God's still holding on. And honey, he's gonna hold on until the answer comes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands. Wash your hands, church. Come on. you got to clean yourself. Come on. you sinners and purify your hearts. Now we've got to clean the heart. you double-minded. In other words, it's got something to do with the mind. Oh, I need an inward cleansing. My hands need to be clean, but my heart needs to be cleansed. I need a washing of the water by the Word inside and outside. Oh, Lord! Right. Be afflicted. You know nobody wants to hear that. That's where we're at now, Bishop. I don't want to be afflicted. I'm gonna tell you that's what's gonna bring revival is affliction. Oh yeah, come on. Be afflicted and mourn. It's gonna take some crying. Come on, you're gonna to have to sit down in some ashes. And you're gonna have to do some weeping and weep, it says. And mourn. Let your laughter, come on, be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves. Bible says when you stand praying, you forgive. I'm going to tell you something. There comes a time that standing's not good enough. Can I tell you, there is a time that kneeling's not good enough. There's a time that I've got to get on my face before God. And I've got to seek Him. Come on, if you want the genuine eye, church, it's gonna, you're going to have to pray it down. You're going to you're gonna have to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Come on, in due time, God will exalt you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And listen to the promise. He shall lift you up. When you lay down on your face, he said, honey, when you get down on your face, I want you to know you don't have to worry about how you're going to get up because I'm going to lift you up. When you humble yourself before me, I'm going to lift you up. Somebody say it. I'm going to lift you up. Somebody say it again. I'm going to lift you up. Church, we have a birthright to protect. Not everything that says I'm born again is right. There is millions and billions of people out here that say they're born again yet i don't see their life changed one drop they walk out of the church and they go on on monday morning just like they were on friday before they went but when they go to church they teach sunday school they do this and they do that you know what god is hunting for a change come on you want real revival live outside of this church like you portray inside this church don't tell me how much you love your wife and you treat her like candy on the inside of this church but at home you treat her like a dog vice versa Don't, me, don't tell me how you've got the real thing if you can't even talk to your kids peaceably. I know. I'm, hey, I'm meddling. I, I got the right. I've got a lot of years under my belt. I can meddle if I want to. I've meddled in teaching and I've meddled in preaching. And I'm just trying to save your soul. I'm tired of the counterfeit working in our lives, Brother Jamie. I'm tired of it. Anybody tired of the counterfeit that said, the enemy says, you can't do it, and you listen to him. Buddy, I can, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hi, I've got the genuine. This thing isn't counterfeit. You can't counterfeit it. We must, been, we must be genuine that truth be not counterfeited. We must be genuine that truth be not counterfeited. I hate a church that's counterfeit in God's Word. Bless God, send you tithe, send you tithe in. We'll send you this miracle red cloth anointed and it'll, it'll take care of you financially. The Lord's going to bless you financially. Hogwash. Counterfeit. God don't make promises like that. He says, I'll bless you if you'll pay your tithes and offerings. If you'll bring them into the storehouse, then, come on, your fields and all that, I'll, I'll make sure they're not cursed and they're going to bring forth. Come on, church. Come on, I'm talking about the counterfeit and the genuine wine. God is calling this church together, and I'm about to close, to produce by his power miracles, signs, and wonders. And not because of us, but because of him. I can't put my name on it. Pastor can't put his name on it. Brother Mason can't put his name on it. You can't put your name on it. I've got to put the name of Jesus on it. Because it's the only genuine name. It is not counterfeit. It is not Father and Son and Holy Ghost. Those are only titles. They won't do nothing for you. The Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. If you want victory, you've got to come to him in his name. That's why it's important for us to take on the family name. I don't know about you, but I, I'm going to have the family name when my wife married me if she hadn't said she took on the name of McGee I'd told her to go on down the road she's not fit to be my wife she don't want my name I'm sorry but I believe Jesus looks at you and said hey if you don't want my name if you're not going to recognize me for who I am listen I'm real I'm not counterfeit honey Come on, pray in my name. There's power in the name. The devil trembles at the name. Brother Mason, come. Sister Mason. His name is the only one that can be put on it. Somebody say, I want the genuine wine. Let's stand tonight. It's time that we call an old fashioned prayer meeting. It's going to take more than a five minute job. In fact, it's going to take more than a 15 minute job. It's going to take real in earnest prayer where I may have to lay on my face before God, Brother Terry, before my answer comes. In the first church, I preached a message one time, the five positions of prayer. And I told people, I said, I want you to bring a pillow tonight. Before that service was over, Sister Nancy, we had all kinds of people laying prostrate. They're face down in their pillar seeking God. God began to do something in the church. We had testimonies after that of people that were awakened in the middle of the night. As a pastor, I had to go get my pillow and I had to head to the living room and I had to pray. So, oh, oh, hello, Moshe. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you a story. She's here tonight, so I don't got to, I'm going to tell it. So y'all, she's, she's here to back me up. Brother Bob Garrett didn't know God. She had always prayed quietly. But one night she said, I'm going to pray in my living room. It's my living room, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray out. loud." Guess what? when long somebody was praying beside her come on when we get serious with God God will get serious with us he'll bring the Josh Johnson's deliverance he'll heal your body He'll deliver you. He'll heal Pastor McGee. Bishop McGee. Of this diabetes. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's been six notable miracles in my life that God has done. The guy that brought... Richard through the woods one night when it didn't look like he's going to come out of the woods, a surgeon sitting by his bedside, afraid at any moment he's going to have to go back in after he'd done a heart bypass and valve leaking through inside and blood flowing inside that wouldn't stop. But guess what? We began to pray, brother Freddie, Ezekiel sixteen six. Richard will still tell you the story that he woke up and they was. A man in white at the end of his bed. Hair as white as snow. He wasn't in that woods alone. And he's here because of that angel that was watching over him. He may have knee trouble. But I know a God that's able to fill Dick Burbick with the Holy Ghost and heal the knee at the same time. Because when he prayed for many of them They were healed also. Come on. When they found God, when their sins were forgiven, they were healed also. God bless you tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.